And now, Nurse Talk, where laughter's the best medicine. Brought to you by the California Nurses Association and National Nurses United. Here are your hosts, Casey Hobbs and Shane Mason. Previously on Scrubbing In. I decided to become a travel nurse to make new experiences. Why you want to travel now? We just started getting pretty serious. It's official. I'm traveling with you guys. Yay! California, baby. There was a problem. I'm not able to let you start work today. My license didn't go through yet. Like, what if it doesn't go through? I didn't say anything about you not being a good nurse. I cannot be friends with a liar. That's bull You ain't and you ain't never gonna be Bye. Welcome to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. I'm Casey Hobbs. I'm Shane Mason. And we are two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Well, Shane, I've just found a new cause, <laughs> as if I needed one. Okay, we got word from some of our good nurse friends about an MTV series about nurses. This is so bad. This so is really bad. bad. It is so bad. First of all, it's on MTV, so we might need to take that into consideration. And second, I watched part of it, and oh, dear Lord, help us. Help us if this is where my profession is headed. It's called Scrubbing In. Opening scene is a group of 20-something nurses having drinks and complaining about how boring their lives are. That right there is enough to do me in. Uh And all of them, with the exception of one, has long hair, full makeup, thin, and in tight scrubs with their boobs hanging out. Shane, in your nursing world, is this typical? Because it sure isn't in mine. Uh, They'll remain unnamed, but... (laughs) Oh, no. There's, there's some Say settings that I'm so. in that look a little Say like that. it isn't so. <laughs> so, Casey, what happens next? Maybe we can be on the show, or should we be their medical consultants? Oh, to be on the show, no. Well, I can tell you we can't be on the show. For starters, my weight and age are non-starters. <laughs> my hair, well, it's all a non-starter and a big fiasco. Cutting to the chase, they all decide to become traveling nurses, and their first assignment is guess where? Of course, Southern California. Sunny Southern Cal. Southern Sunny Cal. The only other place they could go would be Vegas, and they would actually be more appropriate, I think, in Vegas. They show them all at orientation, and a nursing supervisor, who looks like me, comes Mm -hmm. up to one of them and says, I'm sorry, Miss Quinn, but I'm going to have to ask you to leave orientation because we found out you don't have a California nurse's license. Miss Quinn goes, What? I don't. How the, How could that be? Then in the very next scene, they show her at her apartment pool. You know, of course, at the apartment pool yeah. in a bikini. Of course they show her like that. And a male nurse from the same group comes over and says, hey, they just kicked me out of orientation for not having a license because I have an unresolved DUI on my record. <laughs> oh, and Quinn replies, oh, I have one too. Maybe that's why my license didn't come through. Knowing this, Shane. Knowing this, uh-huh. they go ahead and sign up and come to sunny Southern California to be traveling nurses, knowing they have DUIs. Yeah. OMG, in well, the state they came from, is that legal? Well, if the nursing thing didn't go through, they can always go back to being strippers. So, <laughs> so what's your so your new cause is what is it to get on to get the show off the air? Or do you want to start your own version with larger, older, crankier, short-haired group of seasoned vets? Uh-huh. Uh, and what channel would you uh, suggest, W-A-A-R-P? <laughs> yeah, that's about the size of it. <laughs> Dear Lord, I don't think that this will be a big hit. If it is, I'm going to have to just drive off the cliff like uh, Thelma and Louise. Well, enough of this diatribe, Shane. 
So on another note, for any of you that care about anything remotely relevant to anything on planet Earth, <laughs> if you want the latest information about the Affordable Care Act, visit nursetalksite.com, that's S-I-T-E, and click on the ACA resources button. Notice I said information, not the sky is falling, Obama lied, we told you it wouldn't work, it's communism, <laughs> Uncle Sam's going to be giving you mammograms and pelvic exams, <laughs> Kathleen Sebelius sucks, it's not that kind of information, but answers about how you or someone you know may be able to save money or enroll for the first time through the Affordable Care Act. We're just keeping a steady course of providing information. That's right. You can also listen to the latest Affordable Care Act podcast with Donna Smith to get some real information right there on our homepage of our new site, of our brand new website, clicking on ACA Audio. Lots to talk about today with all the talk about austerity and cutting Social Security, Medicare, educational programs, women's health, and we'll even give you a little cut in defense spending. One would be swayed into thinking that the only path towards financial health for our country is to cut, 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 or spend, spend, spend our way out. Well, that simply isn't true. And if our lawmakers had the political will, there would be other workable choices on the table. Yeah, that's right, Casey. I mean, last week, a broad coalition called for a change of tone and thinking in the federal budget debate, increased revenues with Robin Hood tax on Wall Street, not more cuts. Mm -hmm. And a special briefing for Congress, the coalition offered a way to heal the budget crisis with a small tax on Wall Street that could raise $300 billion annually. $300 billion. Wow. Yeah. Shane, as many of our listeners know, we have talked about what is called the Robin Hood tax, that name originating in Europe where they have actually implemented the tax in 16 countries. For good reason, because it makes sense and it's absolutely doable. RN and co-president of National Nurses United, Deborah Berger, will be here to talk about the tax and also talk about why nurses have gone global in their efforts to send the message to the leaders of the world. And, Casey, what do we live for? And, I mean, you and me, it's laughter, of course. A little so. cash on the side, but laughter is always important. <laughs> Later in the show, we'll visit with two very funny and talented RNs who have taken the nursing profession to the stage. RNs Mary Walsh and Peg McEwen are with us to talk about their brainchild, Bedside the Musical. And, Casey, the idea is so clever because nurses who attend the show can get uh, continuing education units, so that's great. Um, but now, Casey, it's time for a little bit of humor. Uh, this week's fun is from our friends at Scrubs Magazine. Shane, the topic is, you won't believe the strange patient superstitions. And I would because I'm a football, I, I like to watch football and they have some very strange superstitions. The first one is, I had a patient who swore that if she went into heat, into the heat, her breast milk would spoil <laughs> if she stayed out there too long. Yes, people, her breast milk that's still in her breast, she felt would boil. If she was in the heat. Going into heat was the what caused this whole problem, <laughs> obviously. A, a home care patient couldn't sleep in her new hospital bed until the moon was in a certain position. Oh, I wonder what that position was. I have a patient who is allergic to lots of medications. When we give her a medication, she has to hold it in front of her. Then if she falls towards it, it's okay. If she falls away from it, she is allergic. And they also have to do an incident report. And she lived in Marin <laughs> County. I had an obstetrical patient 25 years ago who would not raise her arms above her head stating it will cause the umbilical cord to wrap around the baby's neck and he will hang himself which if that's true that's just some uh, darwinism going there anyway she did not raise her arms for the entire pregnancy oh 
I had a friend who did not wash her hair for her entire pregnancy because she believed that if she bent forward, the baby would flip over and get brain damage. Of course, she lost her husband, but that was a small price to pay, I guess. That's so funny. I can remember an OB rotation where the new dad requested the new mother's afterbirth to take home and make soup with. Ugh, won't be going to their house for dinner. I had a patient request salt packets, which she used to make a salt paste and rub on her achy legs to draw the pain out. She swore by that remedy. OMG. So, Casey, we'll be right back with our Endeavor Burger telling us how the U.S. could add revenue of $300 billion a year to our budget and stop the austerity conversation. Other countries are doing it. Why not ours? And later, Bedside the Musical, Health Trivia, and Email Questions. Don't go away. Lots more show to come. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Alrighty, mateys. Welcome to the ocean. I've sailed the seven seas a hundred times and found something I like even more than me treasure. Tis the ocean. Beautiful and clear. Right now I'd be sailing over the Great Barrier Reef. It just shivers me timbers thinking of all the fish and coral below me. Wait, what's that floating by? The plastic bag! By Blackbeard's eye patch, that's disgusting. Why did you know that many of these things come from folks throwing them carelessly on the ground? It'd be true. Lend us a hand by always recycling and disposing of your trash properly. Boys, get the plank ready. Somebody's got to dive in and get that bag. Any volunteers? All right, fine. I'll do it myself. Cannonball! Find out what you can do to help keep the oceans healthy at keepoceansclean.org. Brought to you by the Keep Oceans Clean Alliance and the Ad Council. Confusion ever someone or have sudden... Have you ever had sudden confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. Don't wait. Call 911 immediately. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at powertoendstroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Can you tell if this burger contains bacteria that could cause kidney failure? Listen. You can't see it either. Use a food thermometer to be sure you've cooked meat and poultry to a bacteria-killing temperature. Raw or undercooked meat may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. 
Roughly 3,000 Americans will die from food poisoning this year, but you can keep your family safer. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. Now there's so many medicines. They got this prescription stuff that they advertise on TV, and I swear, half the time, the side effects are 50 times worse than what the medicine cures. Like try new Floraflor for itchy, watery eyes, it's Floraflor. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, water weight gain, lower back pain, receding hairline, eczema, seborrhea, psoriasis, itching, chafing clothing, liver spots, blood clots, ringworm, excessive body odor, uneven tire wear, pyorrhea, gonorrhea, diarrhea, halitosis, scoliosis, loss of bladder control, hammer toe, the shanks. I'm watching it going, you know what, I'll just have itchy, watery eyes. Welcome back to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with co-host Shane Mason, and we are two of the thousands of nurses on duty this day. Recently, there was a special briefing in Congress, and amongst those who spoke were renowned economist Jeffrey Sachs and European Parliament VP Annie Potomata. VP Potomata spoke about an innovative solution for raising hundreds of millions of dollars every year, a revenue generator now being implemented across Europe, which is a tax on financial speculation. We've been talking about this tax. Some refer to it as the Robin Hood tax or a Wall Street tax for several years now. It's gaining ground, and here to talk more about the special hearing and what is going on in this movement is RN and co-president of National Nurses United, Deborah Berger. Deborah, always nice to have you with us. Good morning. It's good to be here. First, being devil's advocate, why are nurses involved in this movement? I'm sorry, what? Why are nurses involved in this movement? Uh, It's kind of a silly question. (laughs) Well, why not have nurses involved? We have the highest rate of trustworthiness and credibility, right? Right. And um, because we're in a unique position in the community to see the effects of not having proper funding for schools, education, infrastructure, and in healthcare. Um, we see that every day, you know, with patients that have to um, delay taking their medications to pay their rent and utility bills and groceries. So uh, nurses are uniquely positioned to speak with um, very good credibility on this issue. You know, Deborah, I just got to say, somebody said to me, actually, my brother said to me, you know, your show is so political. Maybe you should take politics out. Could you do a show where you didn't have any politics? And what I got to say, and one of the reasons nurses are involved in this is because our lives are political. I really don't care what your job is. Politics play a part every single day. Well, I think that would be denying um, a a huge component of the daily life that we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Any anything that you do is really political. Uh, When you look at global warming, when you look at um, how your community is run, all of that is very, very political. And to say, oh, you know. Just take the politics out of it um, really does a disservice um, to uh, to the community. Well, and on our show, really, politics is the only thing that separates us between uh, us and Howard Stern. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's another thing. So, Deborah, I'm just wondering, in simple terms, what is the Robin Hood tax and how does it work? You might explain it a little bit to our well, listeners. Well, um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's extremely simple to explain. We already pay... 
a tax, sales tax, right? Anything that right. you buy, um, you pay a sales tax on. Mm-hmm. Grow, um, you know, any kind of clothing, your house, a car, anything, you pay a sales tax. The biggest loophole, and so essentially what we're doing is closing a loophole. The biggest loophole is people that buy and sell stocks, bonds, currency, derivatives, any kind of financial transaction, they pay no sales tax whatsoever. But instead of saying, let's make them pay 8% sales tax, which your broker kind of charges you to buy and sell for you, um, we're asking that they pay a tiny, tiny 0.5% like a half a percent sales tax on every single transaction uh, of buying and selling of stocks, bonds, derivatives, blah, blah. And then that money would then go into the general budget for uh, improving infrastructure, improving um, education so that our students aren't saddled with this enormous college debt so that we can afford to educate our um, students and uh, help uh, ensure that Medicare and Medicaid are solvent. Yes. And the other thing that it would do, it, it could create a system of Medicare for all, and, it can. which and would be the best. See, that's the problem is that whenever we go to politicians with ways to make uh, our communities' lives better, safer, and healthier, we're always told, well, there's no money for yes. it. You know, you have to find the money. And that usually involves cutting some other uh, very worthy um, program, right? So right. it's always, well, they give you this false uh, choice saying, oh, you have to cut this program if you want to fund this. And we're saying, no, we really don't have to do that. Correct. We just have to have a fair and equitable tax system Yes. and get people that aren't paying their fair share now to help contribute to the health of the economy. So let's talk about this, uh, this special hearing. What Was there a good turnout in Congress? What's the level of interest here? Um, it's improving. Uh, the more we educate the public, the more politicians are kind of checking the barometer to see whether they can support it or not. Of course, we have the progressive caucuses supporting the the Robin Hood tax or the financial transactions tax. There are other uh, Democrats that, you know, are testing the winds. Um, and their biggest concern was that they said that they were worried that this tax would affect um, middle-class America. Mm. Uh, And we pointed out that there is an exemption uh, from the tax. You get a rebate if you make under $75,000 a year. And even the legislative aides that were still concerned said, well, but, you know, we're still worried that people are going to be paying this that, you know, just have their 401k, at which point I pointed out that most people that make 75000 or less don't even have a pension plan. That's for sure. And don't, or don't even have a 401k. So it's not likely that it's going to affect them. But, you know, um, it is, 
it is moving. In fact, in the media, it's being talked about more. And with the fact that 44 countries have now signed on to the financial transactions tax, it's making it harder and harder for the lobbyists to say that um, if you don't provide, uh, if you tax uh, Wall Street now, they'll just go to another country. Which is, so we're limiting their uh, mobility. Which is ridiculous. Uh, you know, your hedge fund operators, let's be real, are some of the speculators, are some of the richest people in this country. And they are getting out of paying taxes right and left. I just heard uh, last night watching TV that if the top 40 people, we're only talking about 40 people, paid the same amount of tax that I pay, not more than everybody else, but the same, that would create a $3 billion surplus for us to use to pay back to all of us middle class who they've taken away from. But the next question I have for you, Jeffrey Sachs is a brilliant economist. What is Mm -hmm. his part in this movement and why has he chosen to be so vocal? Well, he's chosen to be vocal because he sees it as a a fairness and equity um, issue that they really are not paying their fair share. And it is essentially a huge loophole that all of these hedge fund managers have gotten around because uh, in the olden days, you didn't have computers that were uh, generating trades within nanoseconds. Mm -hmm. The, The average stock now is held for less than 22 seconds. Yes. In the old days, you'd buy stocks and it would be sometimes turned over generations. You know, oh, my grandmother gave me this stock in Mm -hmm. mobile oil or whatever. Um, But now the average stock is held for less than 22 seconds. And that's because of this ability for technology to interfere with the market and allow this trading to just essentially churn the water and make a profit of less than a penny per trade that ends up generating billions of dollars of wealth for these 40 these 40 people so right. we're just trying to stop some of the speculation which will actually help um most investors both in pension funds you know, for people that have pensions um, still, and uh, just the average investor because it will uh, greatly reduce uh, the speculation in the stock market, or as you and I would call it, gambling. Mm -hmm. So with the latest Super Committee on Budget Deliberations about to meet, your colleague and co-president of National Nurses United, Karen Higgins, said, in the aftermath of the brinkmanship over federal funding, a change in tone is needed in Washington. We are calling on Congress and the White House to refocus on a human needs budget, not just an endless cycle of more austerity and more cuts. We need this Robin Hood tax. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's so much that we could say about this, Deborah. It's just so frustrating to me sitting down here near the, the bottom of the rung and seeing these hedge fund managers uh, rake in billions, not just millions now, billions of dollars. And we haven't done anything to change. You know, this whole thing that got us into this, this crash, we didn't do anything mm-hmm. to fix it. One of the things we can do to fix this is the Robin Hood tax to give mm-hmm. back to the American people all that we lost through this process. And I'm exactly. And exactly. I'm so glad and you're on the front lines. And it's interesting that even um, that the comedian, um, 
Mr. Brand uh, got Russell Brand got involved in talking about it, and so if you uh, Google uh, his interview with the BBC, he goes in to talk about how um, we really need to look at the priorities of. Uh, gen- the general society and yes. not be uh, constantly catering to all of the yes. uh, uh, corporations uh, like that the politicians note. are doing now. On that note, Deborah, we're, we're going to have to go. It's so good to talk to you and thank you for your years of service as a nurse, but especially for your RN advocacy. The world so needs it now. I appreciate it's a it. pleasure. Thank you very much for um, allowing me to be on. Thank you. We'll be right back with the next Tony Award-winning Bedside the Musical. You'll love it. Stay with us. My dad came to live with us last month, and you know, it's going pretty well. I feel like I never have time for myself. With him being around more, it really lets us catch up on things. His memory isn't what it used to be. We get up and we have coffee. He usually wakes up at 4.30. Then we go for a walk. He needs lots of my attention. I do need to keep an eye on his medications, though. That's important. Sometimes I feel like a pharmacist. I'd say John and the kids are adjusting pretty well. They honestly have no idea what I'm going through. It can be a little challenging. Help. But so far, so good. I could really use just a little help. For those dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Some statistics are surprising. Some are unbelievable. And some are simply unacceptable. Right now, nearly 30% of U.S. students aren't finishing high school. Nearly 30%, and that's the average. In many places, it's even higher than that. And fixing it is a responsibility that we all share. This is President Obama, and I urge everyone, not just parents, but friends and neighbors and family members, to take responsibility for encouraging the high school students in your communities, to support them, challenge them, push them a little, and do whatever it takes to help them make it through. Because this is one statistic we simply can't afford to ignore. You can do your part by going to boostup.org and sending an email, a text message, or even a wake-up call to a student at risk of dropping out. Go to boostup.org and provide the boost that's needed to make it to graduation. A message from the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. I'm one out of every four children in America and I'm struggling with hunger. I'm lucky to grow up where I could be whatever I want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hello, this is Robin Zanner. Hello, this is Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick for Rad. Some people think it's fun to drive drunk, but that's unacceptable. Be smart. If you drink, don't drive. Think ahead and choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. 
Shane, I think you have sinusitis. Casey, you cannot diagnose, treat, or prescribe. Ugh, the bane of my existence, but you can as an NP, so what's the matter with me? Verbal diarrhea. Oh! Give me a second opinion. You talk too much. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we cannot prescribe, diagnose, or treat, but Shane can, and it always hurts. <laughs> In my day, safety was your responsibility. You either held tight or you went through the windshield. Now it's time for In My Day with comedian Lynn Ruth Miller. Sit back and enjoy a walk down memory lane with a twist of spice included. And now, In My Day. In my day, everyone shared their telephone line with their neighbor. When I was small, my mama would say to me, if you ever need help, Call the operator and stop complaining. When the kid next door spit at me, I called the operator. And she said, tell your mother. I guess you had to be there. You gave the number you wanted to call to the operator, and she connected you from a central switchboard. Those operators got to know everyone, and they really cared whether we liked it or not. Sometimes I'd pick up the phone and she'd say, Linny Ruth, take off your mother's high heels. She's on her way home. And sometimes she'd say, Lynn Ruth, what are you doing? Nowadays, it's the FBI that picks up. You have the internet, but we had the party line. I shared a party line with my high school Latin teacher, Henrietta Stadiker. She was a heavy smoker with a nasty disposition. When I picked up the phone and she was breathing heavily, I knew we'd get that sweet substitute the next day because Miss Stadiker's asthma had kicked in. That party line gave us access to everybody's dirty laundry. I knew Mrs. Berlin was getting a divorce before she did. I knew they were taking bets in the back room of the meat market. And I knew the real reason that Laura Hopkins had to spend those nine months out of town. Mr. Berlin knew, too. In my day, you could have a lot of fun with the telephone. If we did this once, we did it a hundred times. We'd call the drugstore and we'd ask, do you have Prince Albert in the can? And if he said yes, we'd say, why won't you let him out? Ah, the memories. Nowadays, the operator is gone, the FBI answers the phone, and Prince Albert came out of the can. I'm Lynn Ruth Miller with another edition of In My Day. Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs along with Shane Mason, and we are two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Well, after the likes of Menopause the Musical, Mommy the Musical, Foreclosure the Musical, and more, it was bound to happen. Yes, today we have RN's Mary Walsh and Peg McEwen, career nurses and the creators of Bedside the Musical. Let's listen. Perhaps I wear it out of habit. <laughs> I was trained by nuns, you know. Oh, I get it. Crisp white dress and had to match white stockings and white shoes. That is the And here with us are RN's Mary Walsh and Peg McEwen. Ladies, welcome to Nurse Talk, and what a clever idea. And CEU credits just for watching. Yes, thank you. We're excited to be here. So let's start with you, Peg. How long have you been a nurse, and where do you work? Well, I've been a nurse since uh, 1983. I got my associates and then my bachelor's in 95 from Gwinnett Mercy College in Pennsylvania. Mm. And then I worked as a bedside nurse. Um, for about 10 years at Fitzgerald Mercy in um, Darby, Pennsylvania. Wow. Currently, I'm working with um, risk management and uh, nursing 
and um, the hospital system in PA as well. And how about you? A long time. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. How about you, Mary? Where are you? Hi. Thanks again for having us. Sure. Um, I actually did nursing as a second career. Mm-hmm. So I graduated from Jefferson University in, in uh, Philadelphia in 1992 and then worked uh, my career at the Veterans Hospital in Philadelphia. Also as a bedside nurse, med surge, ICU, clinic. <laughs> so all over. Um, right, yeah. Great. So... <laughs> Who came up with the idea, and how did you develop it into a play? Um, well, this is Peg. I actually started with the concept of bedside, and it really just developed from um, atten- attending a lot of um, continuing education programs. I just felt as though they were dry and scripted. And really? Shocking. Very rote. So yeah. the whole idea is that I thought that there had to be a way to make learning a more interactive and fun experience for nurses. So the idea of bedside came, and it was just very simply to send a positive message about nursing, nursing history, just professional pride, and it developed from there. I like the CEU Uh, units where I go to a seminar and then I go play golf. For a while, those are my favorite. <laughs> those are always nice. Trying to make it very fun to get it. Yeah, right. those are the only ones. But yeah, the ones that you do at home or the ones that you go online or whatever, those are really dry. Absolutely, very right. boring. So you're in Pennsylvania. How'd you get the show and the curriculum approved for CEUs? Well, uh, it was a long process because Mary and I were both best nurses, so our our there was a learning curve. So in order to apply it, it was a lot of trial and error. Basically, because it was a new concept, there was really not anything that they could compare it to or, you know, just as a format. So it was trial and error, but we went initially through Pennsylvania Nurse Association, and currently it's approved in uh, 48 states. And pending, you know, we're looking at bringing it um, nationally for all great. So, so it's approved for CEUs in 48 states. So um, now, would viewers access this on, do they watch it online, or how, how do they access these units? Mary, do you want to take uh, that? Sure. Um, we have a website. Okay. It's uh, com. Okay. And you, the instructions are pretty self-explanatory, and you can watch through a digital download and you know, then just follow the uh, evaluation at the end and submit for it, and then we return the certificate to you. Brilliant. It's pretty easy process, yeah. And can you do that in California? So could we go on bedsidethemusical.com and listen? Bedsidemusical.com. Right, bedsidemusical.com. Yes, you can go on for, right now for in California. It's for the um, entertainment value, and we're currently in the process of exploring getting credits there. Okay. Um, We've been working with Bedside Musical since about 2007 and really developing it. So it's not really been an overnight process, but interestingly, um, we were got a lot of positive responses from nurses in the Pennsylvania area and, and the surrounding states. And we've kind of been um, experiencing some national attention from nurses so that we're kind of trying to just keep up with the um, progression um, and attention it's getting. So, so yeah, this is we're requiring. Getting to, a, we're getting to California. <laughs> so this is requiring a lot of work from you, ladies. It, it became a bigger project than you expected. It did. 
Uh, Mary, you wanted, we knew what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Journey right from the beginning. Um, so, can one of you or both of you give us kind of the the names of the characters a little bit about the plot? Sure. Um, we have three basic characters. Um, the first one's Katie Springer, young nurse, just graduating, and we felt that most nurses can relate to her in either they were that person or they've mentored that person but she's going to set the world on fire and she's going to be the best nurse you know, you know, ever. Okay. And then we have uh, Ruth Johnson. She's a more seasoned nurse. Um, been around a while. Um, still loves her job, but has seen some issues you know, that she's not so happy with. And then our uh, probably the biggest character is Nurse Mahoney, uh, Emily Mahoney, and she's the old school. She was taught by the nuns. She believes in the military discipline of nursing, and she's a pretty much no-nonsense, but always patients-first kind of person. Very and interesting. And we take you through one day on their shift uh, and their interactions, their discussions, um, you know, some broad humor, jokes about, you know, the issues that nurses pretty much universally have um, with paperwork and regulations and things that just kind of tie them tie them down from doing, you know, the real arts of nursing. Very interesting. So do you use actors to do this, uh, or are they nurses, and how'd you, how no, did you find no, these? They were all, they're professional actresses and singers. Um, you know, there's quite a lot of music in it. And um, they originally they were from the Philadelphia area. We've done the production, again, in western Pennsylvania, and they were professional actresses and from that area. Um, but yes, always professional. And as one person asked me when I spoke to her, she didn't know. She said, "Did you? Are you one of the the actresses?" And I don't sing. <laughs> so neither one of you entertained the idea of being in the show. No, no, <laughs> no. And actually, it was pretty funny because um, again, our, our background is bedside nurses. So in learning how to take it from an idea to a production was quite the learning experience. I mean, we started the, with the entire thing in a yellow theme tablet notebook. So everywhere, you know, as we went along, that theme tablet notebook came with us. And when people would ask us, you know, we would just pull out our notebook. And that's really what was driving that. Clinically, we knew what we the message we wanted to give. So the rest of it was a learning curve. And actually, the initial presentation and working with it, we started out with trying to get... Um, you know, the production going. We actually rehearsed in my kitchen with the actresses. So they were very flexible in working with us. It wasn't the usual course of uh, business for them. I bet. I bet. Mm -hmm. So from the start where you had the idea to when it was, when you were able to produce it, how long a period of time? I'd say... I brought the idea to uh, myself and my husband... He has some theater background, so that's why I think she chose us. But um, in 2007, and yeah. we did the first full production with audience in 2010. Wow! So three years from start to finish. That's that, that right. was from that was from the glimmer idea to a finished 
polished performance. But yeah, it took it took a while, a lot of ups and downs. You know, I've got a little bit of a music background myself. Uh, have you thought about uh, writing in some uh, male love interest for the the heroine? What is it, <laughs> yeah, Katie Springer? Right. Is that you're, her name? You're missing the sexy part. Absolutely, for bedside too. You're on. <laughs> All right, <laughs> nice. I'm going to quit the show. I'm going to hit the road. <laughs> you're going to hit the road and you're going to start gonna playing bedside musical. Toward huh? Love Affair on stage <laughs> with an actress from Pennsylvania. That's <laughs> good. So, a little spice. So how do you market the play? How can we access it? You said bedside the musical. Um, and then is the educational content while they're watching it or do they do some sort of test afterwards or how does that work? Yeah, the nice part about the educational content is the viewing of it. Now, okay. if it's the um, if it's the um, independent study, which is the video that you would see online, then then there's a short post test. In the live performances, it's just the atten- attendance at the performance. Okay, so That's if they're doing the independent brilliant. study, it's a short short little test, but it's very easy. Great. Okay. So again, yeah. the website is www.bedsidemusical.com. We'll also post this on our site at nursetalksite.com. Is there anything else you would like to share, ladies? Uh, you know what? I just, we appreciate, you know, you having us on. And just the whole project started with the simple idea that, you know, nurses should feel great about our profession. And this is our common story. And we just want to make sure that we provided something that's engaging and possibly, you know, inspiring. Excellent. So we appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for being with us. That's really, I have to say, it's an impressive uh, start-to-finish uh, project that you two created. Uh, thank you for that. Appreciate it. And it's ongoing, you know. It never fails to amaze us. <laughs> the journey is ongoing. I bet. Thank you so much. So we've been talking to the creators of Bedside the Musical, Peg McEwen and Mary Walsh. We'll be right back with health trivia and email questions. Don't go away. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Packers. Vikings. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But when we live united, we make a real difference in the building blocks of life. Children succeed in school. Families gain financial stability. The health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly so do our communities. Real change won't happen without you. Live Live United. United. So give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I started going cold turkey. Well, at least when I'm in the car. I know I shouldn't do it, but it's so hard to stop. That's why I hide it from myself, so I won't be tempted. I used to do it all the time. I stopped by locking it in my glove compartment. My friend used to do it way too much. Now I turn it off when we're in the car. My solution is simple. 
I just don't do it. There are lots of ways to stop yourself and others from texting and driving. How will you stop? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. So, you know, Casey, I was walking down the street the other day, and it just occurred to me that all materials relating to health <laughs> trivia are the sole responsibility of Nurse Talk LLC. They're not affiliated with any network or stream service airing our program. Wow, that's incredible, yeah, Shane. What a brilliant idea just to yeah, be yeah. walking along. You're a genius. Well, you heard that heartbeat, and that means it's time for our health trivia question. And the health trivia question this week is, what is incontinence? A, a virus that has no borders. B, inverted bladder. C, leaking urine. D, early memory loss. Love D. If you know the answer or the first to look it up or email us with the right answer to nursetalksite.com or call 1-800-977-1863, you'll receive a $25 gift certificate to Starbucks. Any ideas, Shane? I'm sure you must think, know the I, answer yeah, I to think that I, one. I know. I know this one. I'll just let it go. <laughs> just let it go. I mean, no I want to give it away. I want some other poor sap to have a chance to not get his <clears throat> gift certificate. That's right. Last week's trivia question was, what is aphasia? A, low blood sugar. B, related to Parkinson's disease. C, a symptom of irritable bowel syndrome. Or D, trouble speaking. And last week we did have a winner. Audrey Sample. Audrey listens to Nurse Talk on our website at nursetalksite.com. And she had the right answer with trouble speaking. That's pretty easy. Good our, job, Audrey. Our, uh, our questions are getting easier, like this one about an incontinence. I think a lot of people know what that might be, Shane. I think a lot of people have experienced it. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> I've never experienced anything that we have on our health trivia stuff. So, let's do an email question. Let's do an let's email do question. An email question. It's time mail. for mail. All right. You going? I'm going. I got one. Okay. You're going to go? Go. All right. So, dear nurses, I'm just going to come straight out with it. What causes impotence? Mm. I am 41 years Glad old, relatively healthy, I think, and I'm having issues. Could stress be the cause? And uh, thanks. This is from uh, James from a state that will remain nameless. So. Uh, no, no. It's not our producer. It's not our sound engineer, James. <laughs> he didn't even disguise this is James his... from some state that this, remained nameless. This is James, man. He didn't even change his name. Damn, James. So, <laughs> so, so whatever, James, I'm talking to, 41's too young for this, dude. So but it does gotta, happen, doesn't it? it, it can, I think it's more it common depends. than we realize. If it's chronic, then there's, some, you know, but like, you know, you, whatever, you go through a phase, you're stressed out. But I mean, there's several causes. A chronic alcohol use can really cause a problem. Um, depression, so your yes. mental state, diabetes can cause problems. You could because have... we know sex really happens between the ears, <laughs> not anywhere else, and that's a big one. Depression, yes, depression or stress. is a big one. Um, and now you could have essential erectile dysfunction, where this is an issue where there's actually something going on with the vasculature. Mm-hmm. Hypertension is a cause of it. Uh, you could this could be so sequelae to some other diseases such as renal and failure. And it's embarrassing. This would be a hard one to go to a doctor. No pun intended on that hard one to go to a doctor for. Yeah, because it's embarrassing to talk about. Well, I mean, providers could do a lot better job of of setting the stage for patients being able to have this 
conversation. They sure could. And they're tough because it's not an easy topic to talk about. And to go to your doctor and say, oh, I've got a problem with impotence. That's a tough one. Yeah. So first off, uh, I would say take a look. Has has anything changed in your life recently? Mm -hmm. Are you having some increased stress? Is your wife having sex with someone else? That could be a real problem. Are are you getting along in your relationship? Are you, um, have you had a move recently? Have you had someone die in your family? Is there something that could just be causing you to get stressed out? Go get checked out. Go ask your doctor. Remember, you're a consumer. You're there to go get health care. This is health care. And you have a right to go ask these questions. And it's something that you should get taken care of. Sex is an And don't ignore it. And that's a tough one, too, because sometimes the mere worry about it can make it worse. Yeah, don't get freaked out, dude. Don't get freaked out. <laughs> that's never going to happen again. <laughs> You're in trouble now. The rest of your life, no sex. Oh, my God. And, and seriously, though, as you age, too, like whiskey man like you can have seriously yeah yeah that uh, you could have one or two drinks and that could be causing a problem and that's something that maybe didn't happen when you were 18 so you think this is a whole new phenomenon but it could be something that is lifestyle in nature as well i understand it could be very tough yes. our next question shane dear nurses love your show that was it that was the whole question <laughs> no don't have health insurance but haven't ever been fond of going to the doctor i hear you i am a 54 year old female it's not me it's close and lately i've been feeling extremely tired and my muscles ache more than usual i am having headaches and feel dizzy at times still going to work and doing all that i do but just not feeling great my neighbor and i have already diagnosed it as ms lack of vitamin b depression and you name it, we've said it. All joking aside, I'm a bit concerned. My mother died of a heart attack when she was 49. My father died of a stroke when he was 58. Ooh, we. A little concerned, particularly about stroke. Can you give me any information about this? Mary J. of Santa Cruz, California. Well, first I can say, 49, you died, Dad. Your uh, mother died of a heart attack. And 58, Dad died of a stroke. So I would definitely want you to go to the doctor and do some blood pressure screening. Um, You know, with that kind of a history, heart disease is something that uh, is probably going to be part of your life. Now, there are specific symptoms to stroke, and I don't think that what you're experiencing is related to stroke. You said you don't have health insurance, but you can go to any drugstore. There's those blood pressure cuffs, so you can put your arm in a blood pressure cuff and and check it. If the lower number on your blood pressure is above 85 more than once when doing those blood pressure checks, it's possible that you have hypertension, high blood pressure. And that's something you need to take seriously and that's something that you need to treat because untreated high blood pressure, the number one killer of women is heart disease. And over the course of time, this is doing great damage and silent damage. It's not something that you feel or know that you have. So remember uh, the Obamacare that's coming out now, you can go online and find out, and you know, I, I hear all this stuff about the website, but go on your state exchange website, and you could also go to nursetalksite.com because we have resources to how to link up to that because you may qualify for health insurance, and what you really want to do is treat hypertension. As somebody who has it and ignored it for a while, it's not a good thing. Yeah, Mary, here's the deal. You're going to clunk over dead, and you don't need to. Right? That's that, it. I mean, that that's really what a lot of this is, is you probably got some hypertension. It's making you be a little dizzy. You can go get on one medication per day that has no side effects and live another 40 years. Go take care of yourself. Absolutely. I know it's tough to go to- talk to a doctor, but all your friends, all your loved ones in your life right now, 
do them a favor as well and just go get this resolved. I bet it's an easy fix. I bet it's an easy fix, too. And as somebody, you know, I can't say enough, Shane, this thing about blood pressure and not taking medications daily. People who take daily medications at one point or another decide they don't need them Mm -hmm. and they're just going to stop. And that's kind of common. And as a nurse, I know this. And yet I resisted being on blood pressure medication for a couple of years kept thinking, oh, well, it's not that bad. And the correlation between high blood pressure and Alzheimer's or dementia is is growing with each passing day. And somebody who had both parents in that, uh, who had dementia, it, it finally got me to take it seriously and treat it. So what I can say to you is go out there, get tested, and treat yourself. And remember, the signs and symptoms of stroke are trouble with walking, trouble with speaking and understanding, paralysis or numbness of the face, or having some blurry vision in one or both of your eyes. Every minute that you don't get to an ER that you have these symptoms, you're losing brain function in the future. So if you have these symptoms, any of you out there, the thing to do is is to call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. Take it seriously. And women don't take uh, seriously that, you know, your your, uh, symptoms for heart attack for women are very different than men. We don't get that crushing chest pain sitting on your chest or radiating to your left arm. It can be something as light as being short of breath, uh, being more fatigued than usual. Um, You know, a lot of people will relate this to depression, but go to the doctor and have your uh, heart checked out because we're interested in you staying on the planet for sure. Yeah. All right. So what's next? We saying bye to the folks? I think we're saying (laughs) bye to the folks, Shane. Okay, we're going to wrap it up, but I want to remind you, go check out our new website. There's Mm -hmm. a live stream from last week. You can see our beautiful faces when we did the show last week. There's the ACA resources. There's all kinds of good material on the new website. We want you to check it out. Lots to check out there. A special thanks to the California Nurses Association and National Nurses United for their support of Nurse Talk. To learn more about today's topics, visit nursetalksite.com or nationalnursesunited.org. A great big thank you to our executive producer, Patty Lockard, our sound engineers, James Morey and June Miller, Taylor Lockard, Social Networking, and Progressive Voices iTunes. KNEW 960 AM. Remember to laugh. You got to listen. To listen, you got to check in every week. We love you out there. Please come back and stay healthy. Thanks for listening to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. Brought to you by National Nurses United. Check us out on Facebook or go to our website at nursetalksite.com. For more information about National Nurses United and the California Nurses Association, visit nationalnursesunited.org. Until next week, remember, laughter is the best medicine.